Thanks for listening to Mosaic, a Jesus-centered communities podcast. Our goal is to help people experience a Jesus-centered life. You can find out more about us at welcometomosaic.info. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast as well as rate and review it so others can hear it as well. Enjoy the message. Well, I've watched it, uh, watched it uh, take over like a weed sometimes. I've seen it be the end of friendships. I've watched it be the undoing of work relationships and, and teams and work teams. I've sat in the middle of it um, and been eyewitnesses to it becoming the, uh, the end of marriages and watching husband and wife succumb to it. It's taken out businesses, it's taken out families, it's taken out life groups, it's taken out churches, and it always grows in the exact same way, always. At first, it can be hard to see. Uh, Often, by the time it is seen, it's already taken hold and it's too late and the irreversible damage, it's it's been done. The culprit is a, a very specific sin. And one, a sin that's easily justified, even sometimes met with sympathy from other people. But as we know, sin is never harmless. Sin, sin is never, it's never neutral. It's never innocent. It always ruins things. The, the sin, the specific sin that I am talking about, it's the sin of bitterness. And once it takes root... Bad things happen. Every time the results are the same. Let me pray for us and then we're going we're gonna to jump into it. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, I thank you for being in this space with us. Thank you for guiding us in this moment. Thank you for being here before we got here this morning. We ask as we open uh, your word that you would, you would prepare our hearts to hear from it. And as always, we know and remember that we are not uh, the only church that has your attention. We know wherever true believers gather together, they become the church. And so we want to pray for our brothers and our sisters uh, over at Authentic Life Church this morning. We want to pray for them and ask that you uh, might use that body of believers in in powerful ways to impact this city, this community. Let them shine your light brightly. Of course, we pray the same, exact same thing for ourselves. Help us, Mosaic, help us be that kind of church as well. Keep us far from sin and close to you, Jesus. Lastly, humbly, I pray for myself that you would just allow my words to be of truth and value and of you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Well, if you've been with us for the past couple of weeks, you know that we've been in this sermon series uh, called From the Heart. The reason we landed here is because as we were trying to come up with a sermon series for the, the first, first month of the year, uh, we realized we have a bunch of different speakers and kind of felt like the Holy Spirit has been stirring in all of us kind of in different ways. And so we landed on this series, and while it is a, perhaps a little disconnected from one week to another, the way uh, if we just jumped back into Luke, it wouldn't be. Um, we really feel like it was inspired and led by the Holy Spirit. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, share with you guys today 
what the Holy Spirit, I feel like, has been uh, impressing on my heart at least for the last 12 months, maybe longer, maybe a little less. Uh, what I've been witness to and what I have been personally working through uh, in my own spiritual walk, in my own spiritual life. And it's the thing that I, that I mentioned before, um, bitterness. And we'll get to that in just a bit. But before we get to, get to that, let me tell you a little bit about myself. So if you're familiar with any of those uh, personality tests, things like Strength Finders or Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram, they all have different proprietary language to basically say the same things, right? In fact, I, I appreciate these assessments so much. A couple years ago, I had our entire staff take a, a bunch of them, spiritual gift tests, um, even created uh, plaques for all of them with all of their results. And these plaques, they hang out outside of everybody's office, right? Right before you walk in, the idea just being this, that as you go into engage with one of your team members, you remember their preferred communication style. You remember what they're good at, their strengths, maybe some of their, their, their shortcomings too. The whole idea, just trying to help us have more effective um, interactions with one another as a team. Uh, now, one thing that always, always comes up on mine, uh, regardless of what test I take or what the test actually calls it, is some form of problem solver which is just an indicator that uh, perhaps I have a, a propensity towards action, towards resolving issues. It's something that's a natural strength of mine. Uh, perhaps indicating I, I'm maybe a little more uh, able to do that easily than, than perhaps somebody else, just addressing the everyday dilemmas of life. That's something my wife absolutely loves, actually, uh, especially when she's sharing her heart and she's telling me about what's going on and I'm so easily able to identify her problem. And then I'm able to help her see like all the things she's doing to make her problem worse. It's actually probably Sarah's favorite thing about me. It really is, yeah. No, probably not. Probably not. Don't ask her. But th that's actually not what today's message is about. Um, but I do have a quick video I need to show you. This is a video that has been out eight, 10 years or so. You've probably all seen it before. It's so good every time. I literally watched it 12, maybe 15 times just this week. That's how good this video is. So um, it really, again, it's not what today's message is about. And I really am going somewhere with this, but we have to pause and we have to watch this video. Okay, so take a look. It's just, there's all this pressure, you know? And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless and I don't know if it's gonna stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever gonna stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop would... trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. See, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, out. you're not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just, sometimes it's like there's this achy, I don't know. 
know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. That sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Oh, come on. Ow. If you would just don't. Try to see things. That video is funny every time. Every time. Okay, so what, um, what does my parents' above average ability to solve problems have to do with today's message? Well, not really a whole lot other than this. As a pastor at Mosaic, I have this front row seat to the unraveling of so many things. And I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here. Our world has fallen. Our world is, is broken, right? And we are all kind of just stuck here until Jesus returns. But until he does... We need to use our God-given gifts and abilities to solve some of these problems on our own. So, so like I said, I see the fall of, of relationships, the death of dreams, the, the, the end of marriages, uh, the, the destruction of teams. I see it like all the time. And the God-given thing in me is screaming out to want to solve this problem. But if you're a problem solver like me, if that's something that shows up uh, as one of your top strengths on one of those tests, you know this. You know that rule number one to problem solving, to effective, solution-oriented type of thinking. Rule number one is you address the root of the problem, not the symptom, right? So as I sit as an audience to so many of these things, uh, so many of these things sometimes in, in your lives, my mind just goes to solution-oriented thinking. Some of it's viable, some of it's not. But the solution, it is always, it is always found in the root or the cause of the problem, not the, not the outward symptoms, which sometimes are the indicator that there's, there's a problem. And like I said before, as I look at these things that are falling apart, their primary cause, their primary root is bitterness. And it might manifest in a million different ways, but the, the core foundational cause of all of it, if we're being honest and self-aware, it's the bitterness that has taken root in our hearts. So I want to read you something uh, from the book of Hebrews written by an unknown author. Maybe Paul, maybe not. Uh, perhaps Apollos. Doesn't really matter. But um, I want to read you something from Hebrews. One, one line here. 1215. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So here's the thing about bitterness and why the unknown author of Hebrews tries to equate bitterness uh, with this idea of a root. Bitterness, like roots, it grows under the surface, doesn't it? No one sees the root growing, just like, just like no one sees 
the bitterness that's growing in your heart, do they? It's easy to hide. It stays underground. It grows in the dark. It's easy to dismiss or deny or even forget about. But next, bitterness, like roots, uh, they can grow. It can grow really fast, can't it? And it can sprout a toxic plant before you even know what's happening. And just like, just like weeds that grow fast in our yard, uh, hopefully they can be dealt with and, and pulled uh, fast. In fact, all relationships, all relationships combat this all the time. But healthy relationships, they tend to see these fast-growing roots more than the other kind, uh, meaning uh, the ones that sprout up quickly but are dealt with quickly. That's called, that's called keeping short accounts. It's something healthy people in healthy relationships do. They keep, they keep short accounts. But do not be fooled. There are, there are other roots too. Not all roots are created equal. Some roots are far more dangerous than others. The roots that grow slow, those can be considerably more lethal, can't they? They grow slow and they have time to, to build strength and depth and the longer you leave a root of bitterness unattended, the more dangerous it becomes, right? Uh, for me, uh, personally, uh, I tend to be a quiet person, something that always shows up on, on those personality tests, right? And so for me, I can sometimes hide my bitterness better than other people can because I can play it off as just my natural quiet nature doesn't mean that root isn't isn't growing there it is see the root of bitterness it's something we all have to deal with all the time this is not something that's ever going to stop affecting us on this side of heaven it's just not and so the problem solver in me wants to know okay what is the root of the root what is the what is the cause of the root of bitterness. And it's, it's simply this. It's the seed, right? Specifically, the seed of infraction. Right? And people are constantly planting that seed in your heart, whether you realize it or not. Every day, these seeds of infraction, they're, they're planted in us and thank goodness they don't all grow, right? Thank goodness they don't all grow. But these, these seeds, they're constantly being pressed into the, the soil of our heart. Let me give you, let me give you a couple examples. Um, perhaps you've been busting your hump at work for months working on a project. Finally gets finished, and you get little to no recognition from your boss, right? Seed of infraction planted. Uh, perhaps you, you share a story in life group only to be out, uh, overshadowed and one-upped by the, the next person who's always one-upping people with their stories, right? Seed of infraction planted. Uh, how about this? Uh, you've liked all the photos on your kids, friends, mom's Facebook page, all these photos, took you hours, maybe even some comments. You don't get even a thumbs up in response, right? Radio silence from this, from this lady. Seed of infraction planted. 
How about uh, teens, young adults? You never seem to get anything from your parents except criticism. They have no idea how heavy your class load is right now. And it only seems to be met with constant disapproval. You can't make them happy. Seed of infraction planted, right? Here's a, here's a sensitive one. You pray and you pray and you pray and it feels like sometimes your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they are bouncing off and they are smacking you in the face. It's, it's as if your God is completely non-responsive to your pleas. Kind of feels like he doesn't care. It doesn't matter that you know, you know that you're a child of God. You know that God always hears the prayers of his children, that God never forsakes us. You know that, but it doesn't feel like that, right? Seed of infraction planted. Wait, by, by God? Well, no, no. But that doesn't matter because your heart can't tell the difference, can it? Seed of infraction planted. And it isn't that those seeds of infraction should be avoided. I don't think they're avoidable. At least not on, on this side of heaven until heaven comes and collects you someday. Like This is an everyday thing for the rest of your life, so get ready. No, what, what we ought to be avoiding, what the anonymous author of Hebrews is imploring us to avoid is the root of bitterness that grows from those seeds, right? It isn't the seed that destroys lives. It isn't the seed that destroys relationships and marriages and businesses and churches and all that. It's the root of bitterness that sometimes takes root from those seeds. It's, it's the toxic plant, the toxic fruit that comes after that root of bitterness has taken hold. Remember what the scripture says. It says, it says, watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you and corrupt many. Letting the seed of infraction take root in your heart, it doesn't just corrupt you, it corrupts many, it says here. Because your plant, uh, your, your, your fruit, the, the things your life is outputting, it all becomes toxic. And so anybody who doesn't know better, if they engage with you, they get poisoned by you and the toxicity that you are putting out. And this is the part of the sermon where you're thinking to yourself, gosh, I sure hope so-and-so is listening to this right now, right? I'm guilty of thinking that as I was writing this. Because here's the thing about bitterness. It is really, really hard to see it in ourselves. It just is. Because remember, it, it grows underground, doesn't it? It grows out of sight. It grows in the dark, sometimes days, weeks, months, if not years. Sometimes you become so comfortable with the way this, this root feels inside of you that you, you dismiss it or you, even, you forget that it's even there. Or worse yet, you know the root is there. You know it is, but you justify it because of what the seed of infraction actually was. I was abused. I was lied to. I was cheated on. I was, I was taken advantage of. My bitterness, it's not petty. My bitterness is defendable. It's valid. 
It very well may be. It very well may be. But that does not change the incredible potential for destruction and corruption if that, if that seed takes root. It doesn't matter if the seed is valid or not. If you water a seed, it will grow. So, what is it that waters the seeds of infraction? What makes them grow in us? Uh, a few things, um, but chief among them, the, just the one I want to talk about, is what I call the law of confirmation bias. This idea that our boss, remember, who planted that seed of infraction in us when uh, he didn't appreciate what you did nine months ago on that project? Well, everything he does after that only serves to confirm and water that seed, doesn't it? Sure, you have to ignore a lot of other evidence and uh, facts and truth, and you have to ignore the good things about him. But our predisposition towards this, towards this confirmation bias, it is something that we all have to deal with. And if you think you don't, if you think you have mastered this, I, I hate to break it to you, but you're probably not a very self-aware person. Um, sorry to be so forward. This propensity towards confirmation bias, it is what waters the seeds and allows them to become roots, which allows them to become plants, which allows them to bear toxic fruit, corrupting you and corrupting everyone you engage with. So problem solving time, right? What is the solution? How do you dig up that seed? Or if you or if you didn't catch the seed right away and it's already become a root of bitterness in your heart, how do you, how do you pull that root? And goodness, if it's beyond that, it's become a plant bearing toxic fruit, what do you do with that? Well, the remedy, it is the exact same for all three of those. You kill all three of those, the seed, the root, the plant, in the same way. Let me read you something that Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter four. He said this. Get rid of all bitterness. Rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God forgave you through Christ Jesus. The antidote, the cure, the weed spray, if you will, it's kindness, it's tenderheartedness, it's forgiveness. Duh, right? Duh. But sometimes forgiveness, it's, um, it's one of those things that we think that's something we only really have to do for the real big offenses in our life, right? If, if Sometimes I've been tricked into thinking, if I'm doing life right, maybe I'm only really exercising my forgiveness muscle once, maybe twice a year if I'm doing life right. No, friends, forgiveness is a daily discipline. It is a daily discipline because if the seeds of infraction are being planted daily, then you ought to be spraying the weed killer on daily, right? Because some roots, they take hold fast, you should forgive fast. And then, then sprinkle some kindness on top, right? When that seed of infraction is planted in your heart, respond by planting something better in theirs. Return transgression with kindness. Return wrongdoing with forgiveness. When you do that, it does the opposite, doesn't it? It does the opposite of corrupting it. It blossoms life-giving fruit in your life and, and then in the lives of everyone you engage with. Paul tells us in the book of Romans to overcome 
evil with good. When you plant kindness and when you plant forgiveness in response to a seed of infraction planted in your heart, you are doing just that. You're overcoming evil with good. You're annihilating that seed before it ever, ever even gets a chance to take root, let alone become a, a toxic plant. This sermon series is entitled From the Heart because, friends, this is what I combat on a pretty regular basis. At the moment, February 21st, I'm doing okay. Talk to me about it tomorrow. I want to read you one last one thing. One last thing from uh, Paul, again, from Colossians. He says this, Colossians 2. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built upon him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. I want my roots to grow strong in Jesus. I want to overflow with thankfulness. Can you imagine the lightness and the ease of a of burden that must come with a genuine life actually overflowing with actual thankfulness? It starts with digging up those seeds of infraction and instead watering the good seeds that Jesus has planted in your heart. Maybe long ago, maybe not yet, maybe today is the day to, to let that seed be planted. Watering the seeds of grace. Watering the seeds of your salvation. Watering the seeds of truth that you have been taught long ago, right? The most important truth, of course, being that your God sent his son to resolve your biggest problem of all, right? Your sin problem, including the sin of bitterness and many others. Water that seed. Thanks for listening to this week's message. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We invite you to connect with us. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do so at welcometomosaic.com slash give. Have a great week.